What a great start, Cully. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 50, a very special episode of the Holland Football Fantasy Premier League show and podcast. I'm your host, the self-proclaimed FPL guru, Alex Rex. And joining me today are the usual suspects of Barry Stokes, Scott Williams, and the original host of the All In Football podcast, Cully Mathrew. Cully, how are you? Other than ruining the start of my recording. Yeah, sorry, it's my boss's laptop, so I don't know what dodgy stuff he's got on here. From this oh, dear. Uh, yeah, good, thank you, mate. Good stuff, good stuff. Um, so, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Don't forget to follow us on our socials, on Football P and Pod, on Twitter, Instagram and TikTok, and uh, subscribe to the channels wherever you get your podcasts and YouTube videos from, and like and, uh, and, and subscribe, as I've said already a couple of times. Great start to the pod. Manager of the month, Cully. Let's start with you, shall we? I'll, I'll go to manager week after, but congratulations. January was your month. 20 points clear of um, Dan Clark, who was our previous guest. How did you do it? Talk us to it. Two Cinderella stories right there. <laughs> Me and Dan Clark is in the top two. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, that's uh, Mares and Fernandez. Differential come to uh, instead of De Bruyne worked out well, didn't it? So thought you text me about. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, happy with that. Um, this week wasn't great because obviously I had White and Shaw playing against each other. I knew it kind of was going to be a score draw or a loss for United. Um, but my bench wasn't great in terms of Patterson and Alton Uri, so I had to kind of keep him in. And I'd made a bit of a pointless change with Pope and I had Kepper in, and he kept a clean sheet against us. I knew, I knew we should have just kept him in, if I'm honest. But yeah, so I should have probably kept that sub. But the week before was the strong point. This week did all right. Ireland pretty much saved me, I think. Yeah, it was a effective ownership across the whole game of 194% Ireland this week. It's absolutely, absolutely ridiculous. Every goal that went in, basically, if you didn't triple captain him, it didn't really help. <laughs> so it was just everybody, everybody had him it was ri- ridiculous but interesting you talk about that transfer we'll, co- we'll come back to it on the Kepper and Pope because the circumstances have, uh, have definitely changed moving forward now looking at the uh, looking at the fixtures but congratulations on the uh, Manager of the Month award Cully let's, uh, let's review Manager of the Week and uh, a familiar familiar person we're going to talk about it is Gavin Webb 87 points for Gav uh, Edison in goal, so he's uh, he's got the uh, the Man City goalkeeper Gabriel Shaw and Trippier, De Bruyne, Almiron, Rashford, Kulu, Kane, Haaland, and Eddie and Ketia up top. One of the only people in our league that's got on Ketia, and that seems to have uh, really really paid off. So nice one. Let's dive in. Let's start off by diving into double game week twenty two, and we can compare the teams that are doubling to start with. So the game that's extra is happening on the Wednesday when the FA Cup replay is happening. Uh, Manchester United are taking on Leeds United at home. The other fixtures that these guys have got is Leeds have got Nottingham Forest away, so quite a decent fixture. And Manchester United have Crystal Palace at home. Baz, how many United assets have you got at the moment in your team? Who have you and who who are they? I've got De Gea, Shaw and Rashford. Classic, I'm the same. Scotty, do you remember? Yeah. Yep. Same three? Same, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Cully, you've got Shaw, Rashford Ruben. and Fernandez. 
yeah, yeah. It, yeah I'd, I'd definitely rather be in your shoes right now, Cully, in terms of the three players that you've got for the for, for the double game week. Um, comparing the United assets since the World Cup, Rashford top with 46 points. Um, he's got six goal involvements, five of them being goals. Bruno Fernandes, 39 points. He's got two goals and three assists. So he's got five goal involvements. Uh, they're the, the top scoring players. And, and Luke Shaw here as well with 36 points. Those three are, are pretty far out in front of everybody else. And then you've got players like Casemiro, De Gea uh, and Wan-Bissaka. Ericsson obviously being out injured isn't going to do, do us any favours. Sabitz has come onto the game. Is he 5 million, Baz, you said? He is, yeah. 5 million that's come onto the game. So interesting to, to analyse the Manchester United players. If you look at expected goal involvement as well, that's the expected stats. It's Bruno and Rashford all day long. Uh, one of the questions I had came in, is it worth taking a minus four to get Bruno Fernandes in for this game week if you are taking out another Man United asset? I think a lot of people are in the same boats as me, me, Baz and Scott, to be honest. Um, it's a really, it's a difficult question to answer because if I'm, because I think I'd be captaining Rashford anyway. So it would be a minus four to take out a player who I think is probably going to get at least one, if not two clean sheets for a player that might or might not get attacking returns. What what, what would you do? Would you do that, Scotty? Would you be taking minus fours to take out De Gea to bring in somebody else to get Fernandes in the field? No, I think if Man United have a previous season of Man United, probably with Fernand Bruno playing, you know, consistently and Money Night not looking so good at the back. I think in previous seasons, um Money Night kept some clean sheets, but it's been down to David De Gea. It's not like the defences look solid. It looks really solid now. They've got really good shape and the, you know he's got his favourite back four there. So no, I wouldn't I'm not gonna be taking Shaw or De Gea because like you say, when on a double game week with a defender you're looking at one clean sheet there. Anything else is a bonus. I always look at it like maybe eight points or above. So if Bruno was in scintillating form, he's he's not in bad form, but if he was in scintillating form of seasons gone by, I would potentially be looking at that. But I think it's like, and I think what you said was really important there. If you're going to bring Bruno in and captain him, maybe so. But I don't think you can't. I don't think you can stay away from Rashford as captain, can you? If you were, uh, Cully, you've obviously got both, Bruno and Rashford. I'm assuming you're captaining a Man United player this game week uh, with with the fixtures and, and, and that you've got. I mean, I, I could be wrong. But, um, well, we'll get to triple in a minute. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> but would Bruno or Rashford? And Rashford is a man on hot form, isn't he? Um, can't really go against him. But it's interesting you say that you'd rather be in my shoes. I, I don't really see much difference in having two United defenders, because I think you will keep two clean sheets against two relatively poor sides. So I think uh, who, if you have two defenders of United, I think Scott's right. I think you look really solid. And I think you will keep two clean sheets. But yeah, Rashford for me, captain, can't really go against him. And Bruno, yeah, uh, it was a good choice two weeks ago, wasn't it? So hopefully he continues his decent form. It's worked out really well. So expected goals for Crystal Palace since the World Cup. That's away only. Um, well, I'll, I do you know what I'll do. I'll, I'll I'll go with home and away to start with. Then I'll look at away only. But in terms of XG, you've got Leeds down here, sort of mid 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 of the bottom half of the table, fourteenth or fifteenth. Five five point five XG and actual four goals scored in five games. Crystal Palace three goals scored in six games. One of them being that incredible Elise 
free kick against Man United, which <laughs> did everyone for their uh, for their clean sheets that game week. So they are looking at two defences, two two attacks there that really aren't that great. And if we look at away only, because these are also the teams that um, they're, they're both away games, we can look all look all season. Uh, Crystal Palace, in terms of their XG, away from home are right down there and leads are sort of mid-table as well. So we're looking at two pretty tepid attacks against Manchester United's defence as well and expected goals conceded. Man United actually aren't that great expected goals conceded. Yeah, sort of bottom half of the top, bottom of the top half. But again, yeah, like I say, it'd be fine. Uh, Leeds United... We talk about them. I've got we've got no Leeds fans on the podcast this week. Scott, can you be our resident Leeds fan? I've, I've... <laughs> <laughs> He's already it's... got one United in his life. Uh, that's it. Well, we've got two Man United fans on here, and um, but uh... <laughs> <I'm> scunny, mate. <laughs> <laughs> two Scunny fans. I'm a Scunny fan as well at the moment, and uh, we'll uh, we'll touch on those guys in a bit. But Le- Leeds, uh, kind of. They're, they're three top scoring players since the World Cup are Stroik, Meslier, and Ailing. I mean, a lot of people have talked, a lot of people have talked about. Sorry, Baz, you're going to say. Yeah, I was no. about to say that that's a shock. You always think of Leeds are attacking returns, and yeah. the top three of them is, is, is a massive shock to the system. Yeah. And, I, and then it fell off my chair. Yeah. It, one of the things about them, and I, we'll, we'll touch in more detail, I'll touch on this in more detail in, in a bit, but um, Leeds United are one of the teams that will that play in game week 25 and have a good fixture at home to Southampton and are quite likely to play in game week 28, depending on if they, 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 if they beat um, Fulham or not in the, in the FA Cup. Um, it, they've got the, the sort of team where Everyone looks at maybe their defenders and they're quite cheap and you could put them in. Well, actually, they're, they're not performing that badly in terms of FPL returns. I mean, I wouldn't be recommending them, but I've seen a couple of people go for like Stroik or Ailing uh, on the, on Twitter, FPL Twitter. It's not the it's not the worst decision in the world. I, I mean, I wouldn't be doing it myself, but still, we'll let what it says. Uh, Leeds, we've got Nonto uh, as well. He's got to, be, uh, got to be talked about. Five million pounds in terms of a, a, a player there as well. Uh, to, to pick on and Rodrigo as well as midfielder at 6.4 I don't think there's any space in anyone's teams at the moment for Rodrigo at 6.4 there everyone's stacked in midfield anyway okay. yeah I, th- I think for me I'd be looking at Notto just for the price and the uh, the fact that he passes the eye test um, he's very excited um, yeah I would be staying well away I mean the, I think this just sums up how poor leads are at the minute that Meslier is one of the top Point scorers, they've only conceded. They've only kept two clean sheets. Uh, he must obviously be in a lot of save points, which is not encouraging me to get the defenders in. A couple of bonuses he's got as well. You see, he's a bonus magnet when they keep a clean sheet leads. But uh, anyway, that's that's weird. So, Baz, um, a differential from this game week. That's what we were going to we were going to touch on. Talk to me. Who who should we be going for from this um, game? Week is that it, uh, Vegost, He's had a couple of games now. Um, they're starting to realise. Let's put crosses in the box. Um, even though he didn't really, he won a few headers, but I think um, against Palace, I think uh, they, they defended him quite well. But obviously, he was a bit ring rusty. He's not back used to Prem, Turkish league to Premier League, slightly different. Um, two good games. Um, obviously, who else is going to probably play up front for for him? You're probably going to get an assist off him, or you might get a goal. So uh, that's that's my pick, uh, Veghorst. Scott. 
Any thoughts on, on who you would go to? Or do you want me to go to Cully first? Yeah, I guess Cully. <laughs> Cully, <laughs> differential from this game week. Well, I had three. Uh, Baz has said one. Wegos is definitely one of them. Nonto's Scott already said. Sinistera, I like the look of him coming back. He looked decent in the FA Cup game that he just played. I don't know if it was well, Accrington Stanley, but I think he'll start both games because I think he's one of their best forwards. Well, he is, I think, their best forward. And some um, of them might not start as well. Yeah, I think he's still injured, isn't he? Yeah, he's still got a bit of a knock, hasn't he? Yeah, so I, I think, yeah, Sinister is an option. I think you're right we're, uh, we're, about Rodrigo. I think he's a bit too pricey, so I'm not too sure what the price is, Sinister, but might have a look at him. I think he's around about the same, I think. I don't know, to be honest, mate. I'd have to, have to search for all of these people. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know how much he is at the moment. Six, six point something, I thought he was. Um, <laughs> but anyway, I'll, uh, I'll I'll find him, I'm sure, at some point. But it's... It's United or Leeds asset, really, this, this week, isn't it? So. I, I, um, yeah, I, I, no, I agree. Scotty, thoughts? 6.5 million years. <clears throat> 2.5. Uh, yeah, I, again, I would I'd not so, I think, just because he's mm-hmm. cheap and he's going to come in and slide probably nicely into my midfield. Um, if you've only got two Man United players, I don't know, I guess you could look at someone like Casemiro, maybe. He's got a couple of goals against Reading. Mm-hmm. He's he's looked looked quite good, Casemiro actually. And then yeah. and don't forget Anthony. He's what like three point something percent owned. Um, his statistics. How many bonus points decent. do you get for doing spins? Uh, I think you, you get minus two. I think it's uh, um, a risk, on, isn't it? On the on the BPS. Uh, but no, he's someone. And look, listen, you may laugh, but Fred is probably going to play both games, and the man looks as confident as I've ever seen Fred look. Fred Aldinho. Freddy boy is the man. So let's talk about. Go on. You could also say it's a bit certain five million. Obviously, if he if he recreates his form like he did at Leipzig uh, two three seasons ago, he scored quite a few goals. And he's going to probably play because Ericsson's injured. I think yeah. he'll probably start over probably maybe Fred to be honest. And have Fred and Cashmere in midfield. You think he'll start straight away, Basil? I don't think he'll put him in straight away. Just, just from what he did do with Casemiro. Yeah, true. Yeah, there is, there is that. But he'll probably play one game and rest, rest one. Maybe it is an attacking threat, though. It's a bit so I liked him at Blackpool. Let's uh, let's talk about triple captains because we dis- discussed this within the game. There are um, still six. Good maths, Alex. Sixty-eight percent of people, nearly, who have uh, their triple captain left to use, and people will be looking at times of when is the right time to use it. So, I've seen a lot of threads so far about uh, game week twenty-two versus game week twenty-three. You know, Rashford against Haaland and this, that, and the other. Fine. Okay. Well, we've just described the uh, the, the the two games that Rashford's got this week and, and the form that he's in, but. Everyone's got this thing about Erling Haaland and how they must use their triple captain on him. So I've compared them uh, over the uh, since the World Cup and since the break, and I've done it on per ninety minutes. Now um, I've done Haaland's venues over all home and away because his double game week is a home game against Villa and an away game against Arsenal. And Rashford's are both home games against Palace and Leeds. And you can see the the points per 90 minutes that they've got. Rashford's on 10.8, um, Haaland's on 7. In terms of goals, they're pretty much exactly the same. There's 1.0 turnover. The, the, the statistics are slightly out. But, you know, again, per 90, very similar. 
Um, expected points again, relatively similar. Uh, I think people comparing Rashford and Haaland, we've got a form player here in Rashford with two relatively easy fixtures that are both at home, which is where he gets most of his points. He's fit. Fortunately, this week, hopefully, unless we completely bottle it against Forest tonight, and this will go out after that game's finished, we won't need Rashford to play any minutes tonight. It just seems to me a bit of a no-brainer to go for him over Haaland for a double game week, triple captain Rashford this week over doing Haaland in game week 23. I don't know what your boys' take is is, is on that. Arsenal and Villa against the Leeds of Palace. Anyone got any? Uh, who's, is anyone going to cap, triple captain Rashford this week? I'm in two minds, if I'm honest. Sorry, Bav. Um, yeah. Obviously, it's... Well, that's the debate, isn't it? Haaland versus Rashford. The only thing with Rashford that get, that's I sure with, he doesn't get that many braces or hat tricks. Like it's always quite kind of like a single goal that he gets, even against the weaker teams. So I think I saw earlier in the season when he scored the first brace that he got this season. It was his first in like two or three seasons or something like that. Yeah. So it slightly worries me, but it's the perfect games. Kind of they're open teams, Palace and Leeds, so he'll get chances. So. It's just one of those things. I think I'll probably decide the day before and be head to tails. <laughs> Thoughts, Baz? Probably 75% yes for me. I'm not going to go for a differential like I did last year and I picked Robbo when everyone else picked Salah. That was uh, <laughs> that was a shocker. <laughs> that leads to Norwich at home as well. Yeah, it, it cost me quite a few points. Well, at least Robbo got assist. Um, but yeah, um, so yeah, I'm not going to go for like a Luke Shaw or a, a De Gea. So, but yeah, I'll probably seventy five percent. I'll probably be doing it to be honest. I don't. I can't. Yeah, Harlan can score in any any game, but are you going to get two good fixtures like that again in a double game work? Probably not. So th- that's my thought process on that. And Ireland can score against anyone, so it doesn't, doesn't really matter, does it? But I think, like I say, 75% certain I'm going to do it. Last two home games against weaker opposition, Bournemouth, one, one goal, eight points. Then the one before, Nottingham Forest, a goal and an assist and 14 points. So, like, yeah, I mean, I understand what you're saying with that, Cully. I mean, he only got one brace this season against Arsenal, whereas, you know, Haaland can get that hat-trick. They've done four this year already, which is just absolutely ridiculous. And they are at home against Aston Villa. My thing about Aston Villa is when I did the statistics, if I can find that. They look better with, yeah, I say they look loads better um, with uh, Unai Emery in charge. So They've got the second best expected goals conceded in the league at 1.8. Only Newcastle have got better in wow. terms of away. If, if I'm honest, uh, if I don't triple captain Rashford this week, I won't triple captain Haaland next game week. It'll be later down the line, I'll be triple captaining Haaland. I think it's game week 29 or 32 or something like that. That's maybe the big double game week possibilities. So. 29, 34 and 37 will be the doubles. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll just touch on that in a second, actually, funnily enough. Uh, Scott, thoughts on triple captains? <sighs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah. certainly not. Certainly not Haaland. Mm-hmm. I don't like them fixtures. It's not two fixtures for me. I look at a hard away fixture. That's like one. That's like a point five. I say that in my head. So I feel like Man United's got two fixtures, and he's got a one point five there. Um, I'd be tempted, but I've, I've, it's a big decision, and I've I've not 
prepared to give you an answer right now because I'm not <laughs> mentally set down and far about it. But cloak and dagger then, Scott, yeah? Yeah, exactly, yeah. I'll tell you now, as long as Rashford comes through unscathed tonight, he's 100% triple captain for me this week. So I would uh, I would say when me, me, me and you stuck our necks out the other week, didn't we? And Captain Rashford, and it worked out well, but it was one of the most stressful weekends of my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the thing about it, though, is that this week mm. is everyone's going to Captain Rashford. Yeah. So, weirdly, Spurs away. I mean, it's not the, the best game in the world, is it? But at the same time, like Haaland's not going to be captained by loads of people this week. It's mm. going to be, you know, Rashford's going to be the... So, the actual the, the gap... And the thing for me is, like, I, I just... If, I, if it wasn't like a minus four, I'd probably bring Bruno in and just triple captain him this week because I think no one else is going to really do it and it might be me a chance to catch up loads. And, you know, I'm miles behind. So it's kind of irrelevant to me. But when you guys are like, for example, Cully is second in our league, Baz, where are you in our league? Fourth or fifth, something like that? Yeah, sixth, I think. Sixth, okay. But like, still, you're right up there at the top. So I'm, I yeah, I wouldn't be doing anything silly like that if I was where you were. Uh, but yeah, that's a, an option. But when we're looking at the future game week, so uh, game week 29, for an example, as you talked about there, Cully. Uh, if Man City make it through to the fifth round of the FA, quarterfinals of the FA Cup, then they'll blank in game week 28, which means they'll have a double game week, both home games against Liverpool and West Ham. Simple captain. So <laughs> th- that, that's, the, that's the other option, really, because Manchester United, if, if they manage to make it through, I mean, they've got a Brighton, uh, uh, Brighton a Brentford game to rearrange there which will go potentially into game week 29, even if they don't make it through to the, to, to, if they don't beat West Ham and get through to the FA Cup quarterfinals, they'll probably still have a double game week this week. Probably because Man United don't have that many free midweeks. So they had to have to get them played. Um, yeah. It, again, that depends if we lose to Barcelona, because if we lose to Barcelona, we've got loads of free midweeks. So there'll be not as much pressure to get it in at that point, which is why no one actually really knows. Are Man United going to have that double game week again? No one knows, but the double game week is pretty much almost certainly going to happen if City get through, which I'm, I, I, I can't remember what tie they've got, but it's not a Prem team. Uh, I have got that written down somewhere. I think but it's I will Bristol find. City away, I yeah. think. So it's like... Bristol City away. Bristol City away, thank you. So well, Swansea should have beat them then. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Baz, my team didn't even make the first round. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll, get our, we'll get our violins out later. Uh, but City will probably get through to the quarterfinals and win that game, which means that the other opportunity that's an obvious opportunity for the rest of the season is two home games against Liverpool and West Ham for Erling Haaland in game week 29. Other than that, it's a bit of a free-for-all, to be honest. Um, it, it could be any other time. So, uh, for example, Manchester City, if they make it through to the semi-finals will then have an away game against Brighton to rearrange, which will happen in potentially game week 34, which is what I'd assume when I assume would happen. And let me just check exactly who City have got in game week 34, because I don't have it down in front of me right now. And as I'm going to fill time and blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. Game week 34, they play Fulham away. Instead of two away games against Brighton and Fulham, so two top half teams. Yeah. I think if I had a choice between away games against Fulham and Brighton this season or home games against Liverpool and West Ham, I'd be choosing the Liverpool-West Ham home games. Can I just ask a really quick one, Alex? Yeah. What time are the meetings this week for Man United? Can we make sure Rashford's on time if we're triple captain in them? 
<laughs> I'll, uh, I'll have a chat with him. I'll have a chat with Eric and I'll make sure that uh, I'll send Rashford an alarm clock in the post. To be fair, he came on and scored anyway. <laughs> so it was, uh, it was probably quite good for his minutes. But Cully, when you're thinking about later on in the season, for example, which is what you've just said, those yeah. those are are probably the double game weeks that will happen later yeah. on in the season. Um, so I expect City to beat Bristol City, so it will be Liverpool West Ham won it for them in twenty nine. And yeah. the morning, if they were just playing Liverpool, I'd triple captain him. <laughs> so would I this season. So would I this season. If United got through to the uh, semi-finals, by the way, of the, champ- of the FA Cup, then a game against Chelsea would be rearranged. Um, for uh, they'd probably double in thirty-four against Chelsea and whoever. But I mean, then they'd still they've still got a Brighton game to rearrange and a Brentford game to rearrange. So Man United would have um, like a Chelsea, Brighton, and Brentford to rearrange, which would be double game weeks against like Newcastle, uh, Aston Villa, and then potentially in game week thirty-seven, there's a chance that they'll have like. Bournemouth and Brentford as a double game week but that's all no one actually really knows what's going to happen we really, we can only really deal with what's in front of us which is why two home games against Palace and Leeds not like a gift horse in the mouth and not do it uh, but that Liverpool West Ham double game week for Man City in 29 seems seems very 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 possible so there's your other choices for a triple captain thank you everyone for listening to me ramble on about that and I hope that makes a lot of sense see do, sorry do you say oh no it was Cully it was Cully's thing it went through I thought no, I, was, I, I was about to say I was, was going to say it's made my mind up 100% yeah. 100% yeah I think, I think you are tr- convincing me quite a bit here. and the fact that in game week 29 who knows what happens to Haaland he might not be fit I just feel like it's right in front of us, and I think it's just a great set of double double fixtures. I, I, it's, I'm de- I'm 100 doing it if it gets through tonight, and and he's not you know being cropped. <laughs> um, we're going to now look at some chip strategy moving forward because um, again, thank you to Ben Crellin for the most unbelievable spreadsheets ever. Because I think these are just the best visuals I ever come across on Twitter. Everyone tries to copy them, and there's just none of them that are as good. They just try to do something that's a little bit different. Um, but at the moment. In game week 28, if I can go across here, and I've done that a couple of times, right. In game week 28, these are the fixtures which clash with the quarterfinals of the FA Cup. So this is where I'm going to blow your mind, Scott. Okay, I've, If I've not already blown your mind, it's going to take some real concentration. So the games that are definitely happening in game week 28 are Nottingham Forest at home to Newcastle, Chelsea at home to Everton, Villa at home to Bournemouth, and Arsenal at home to Palace. They're the only fixtures that are definitely happening in game week 28 so far. But either Wolves, Leeds or Liverpool, Fulham will go into that game week depending on who wins the fifth round FA Cup tie between Leeds and Fulham if Fulham win their replay against Sunderland. Not to complicate things at all. If Sunderland manage to beat Fulham and Leeds back-to-back, then Wolves, Leeds and Liverpool, Fulham will both go in. So we've got four fixtures, a guaranteed fifth in some way. Um, and then uh, the Brentford-Leicester game go in if Leicester get beat by Blackburn or Birmingham, who have a replay uh, this week. The other games are, are much more difficult and they're almost certainly going to get postponed because all of these teams are still in the cup. Um, Man City will probably get through. 
uh, Man United are playing West Ham, which is tough, but Brighton are playing Stoke. So they should probably get through as well. Uh, so we're looking at those those ones being cancelled. So this is where we have to bear it in mind, especially for people like you, Cully, who don't have a wild card. So you've got your free hit left, yeah, which is which is great. But also what just want to freak everyone out with a little bit. These are the fixtures in game week 32. So in game week 32, these fixtures clash with the FA Cup semi-finals. There is a possibility that there might only be four fixtures in game week 32 or five fixtures in game week 32, depending on how it all breaks down in terms of yeah, going through. But there's a chance that Brighton, Man City, Man United, Chelsea, Newcastle, Spurs, Fulham and Arsenal, so eight teams where basically all of our players are from, all blank in game week 32. There's a way it works out that none of these teams play in game week 32 with the way that the draw falls and where the fixtures are. So if you can save your free hit, probably worthwhile doing. And if you can navigate game week 28 without using your free hit, like I say, it's a more positive thing especially if you don't have a wild card left because everyone who has a wild card left after the game week 28 deadline, so before the game week 29 deadline, we'll know what fixtures are going ahead in game week 32 and we'll be able to plan accordingly. So for everyone who's not got a wild card left, which might be quite a few people that are listening to this, um, you need to really look at your transfers moving forward. So just so you know, Cully, taking Kepa out and putting Pope in was a terrible move. Yeah, yeah, I, I realised it afterwards. I was like, why did I not save the, the transfer? It's ended up kicking you in the nuts because Pope's going to blank in 25. Uh, and all, but, he, but he will play, though. As a goalkeeper you've got, he will play in game week 28. So, it, it, I mean, Chelsea would, he would, Chelsea would anyway, but still, he's going to play. So if we have a look at, um, I'll tell you what I'll do. Let's go. Let's skip back through here because it's just easier again. Game week 25 blanks. Your team, Cully, and I'm going to just do it from your team because you're on here right now. And um, Scott, just stop me at any point, by the way, if, 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 uh, if, I, if I have lost you. Or if you I'm just trying to work me. out what game week we're on now. <laughs> 22. Oh, okay. Cheers, <laughs> yeah. Yes, no problem. No problem. So, um, Cully, currently in game week 25, you've got Pope, Trippier, Shaw, Fernandez, Almiron, and Rashford, all who won't play, plus potentially Patterson, who might not be back from injury. Um, and then you've got an eight nuri situation who's not starting currently under Lopetegui. Mm-hmm. So from you've got eight players who probably don't play in 25. Now, the easy thing would be to just free hit in 25 and just ignore that. But you've got to plan how you're going to get through game week 25 and then not completely screw yourself over game week 28. Because Man United might blank in 28 and Newcastle won't. And naturally, you'll probably want to sell Almiron, for an example, get rid of him. You might want to sell Luke Shaw moving forward and those might be a couple of easy moves or Bruno Fernandes. Mm-hmm. Fine. But then it's the who's going to play because Wolves might blank in 28 as well. So it's just, it's you've got to think about those fixtures as well as the blank in 25 um, for all of your next transfers, if that makes makes sense. Yeah, it's too big for my head. So <laughs> <laughs> Just put it down on Word. Yeah, yeah. 
But long story, long story short, you need to get rid of uh, uh, probably four or five of the players that we've just mentioned before game week 25. If and, you, those, um, and those players need to up, play 28. If you sign up for the Patreon, mate, we'll go for that again with you. No problem. <laughs> Individual team by team. <laughs> Pay me £20 a month and I'll tell you how to lose at FPL. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, if you're if, if you're looking at that anyway, <laughs> Colin, that, that you, then your players that you bring in need to basically play in game week twenty eight. Yeah, that's that's that that's the that's the simple simple way of looking at it uh, to navigate um, that situation that we're in. But we're at that time of the season where the fixtures and keeping on top, of, you have such an edge if you know what's going on with who's going to be doubling, who's going to be blanking. Um, and yeah, making sure you, you, you play as that because actually, in terms of a longer term chip strategy, I don't know if have you, have you looked at any of this battle already, or am I, am I waffling on over any opinion you might have on that already? I don't know if you've looked at it. I know Scott hasn't looked at chip strategy, so I'm just wondering if you have or not yet. I, have, I haven't, I haven't to be honest. I, I'm, I've kind of floated a few ideas to myself, and I think I'm just gonna like wing it when it gets a bit closer. Yeah, or listen, or listen to you waffle on for another five minutes. I nearly got stop clock out a minute ago. Uh, please, please do if you need me to slow. Because <laughs> honestly, this podcast has been so much of me talking, so it's it's. But if you're going to look, so triple captain for me is this week. That's relatively easy. I think we can navigate twenty game week twenty five without using any chips. Game week twenty eight, I feel like as well with the with the cancellations and the games, there's an opportunity there. We might be able to navigate that by fielding eight or nine players and not using a chip either as well at that situation. Um, and then we need to look at, at game week 29. Now, after the game week 28 deadline, we'll know what fixtures we've got in game week 32. The game week 29 will either be navigate with no chip, or it could even be as far the other way as bench boost free hit, because there's a potential that could be the biggest double game week of the season that we have. They'll want yeah. to get all of these fixtures done and out of the way. That was that was that was kind of my take on it. Twenty nine was going to be looking at my bench boost or thirty two, depending on obviously what fixtures are. Yeah, going. And and also you could look at, at wild carding at that point as well. So what what I'm saying is, moving forward, my advice would be use triple captain chip, get it done now because you've got you've got a great fixture and a great opportunity to do it. Make sure the transfers that you're making moving forward, you bear in mind who plays in game week twenty eight. And let's let's remember, Arsenal and Newcastle both playing game week twenty eight, so it, it's not all bad. We all want to be on triple Arsenal really at this very moment in time. If you're not already, it's the easiest move ever to bring in an Arsenal player because they play in twenty five, they play in twenty eight, they play in twenty nine. We've got double game week next week. Yeah, double game week in twenty three. Like it's just Arsenal players are the easy ones to bring in. Um, and obviously, if you haven't a lot of play, a lot of people have, for example. I looked at the statistics for uh, ownership in the, the top 10K for, for Arsenal players, which is going to be quite relevant relative to, to the rest of the league. You know, 17.1% of Erdegaard. If you're in the top 10K and you're only said that 17.1% or 15.3% of Saka, you know, if bringing in one of those two is, 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 almost, is almost a no-brainer if you don't want to bring in maybe Nketi. I know Jesus is getting closer in, to, to returning to fitness, but I can't see Nketi getting dropped at the moment. Um and he's 5.7% owned. And also, the other thing to bear in mind with that story is that in game week 28, there's a possibility that Man City blank and Spurs blank. And a lot of us have got Haaland, Kane, plus one. So if that plus one's in Ketia, 
you're fielding a striker in game week 28, guaranteed almost. Almost. <laughs> Depends on Jesus' fitness and if he gets rotated, obviously. But again, you've got that, you've got that player in there who will potentially almost certainly play and you've got two people that will blank. Uh, so yeah, Arsenal assets, boys. Let's talk about that briefly then, because uh, I've uh, done this. Who who are your preferences at this very moment in time? Are we thinking double up in midfield? Are we thinking uh, with a defender? In double midfield and Nketiah? Are we thinking Nketiah will be for the one defender? Who, who what are we thinking? I've gone for Zinchenko to be honest. Talk to me. So I've gone Zinchenko. I've obviously already got Martinelli. And then I was going to put Nketiah in this week, but unfortunately, Cancelo gone. So obviously I've, I've, I've already done my transfer and got rid of Cancelo and replaced him with um, with Rhys James. I'll, I'll say who I've got. I've got Rhys James in. 5.7 million. Hopefully he doesn't have one game and get injured again. But I think he probably will. But... <laughs> It's a wasted transfer, like usual. Um, I'm, I'm, prone, I'm prone to them. Um, but yeah, I think I'd be going in Ketia. Um, because obviously, I think he's coming in form. I think Odegaard, <laughs> where's Hello. he from? Italy, Hello. yeah, yeah, some of that. Ketia, he's with Skamaka and that, isn't it? Um, <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, it's, it's one of them where I think, uh, Odegaard. Oh God, is coming out of his form. Saka's looking a bit better now, so it was either Akete or Saka, but they were my two. But yeah, I've rambled on and off. I'm not doing an Alex. <laughs> sorry, sorry, guys. Uh, Bully, Arsenal, discuss. Yeah, well, I mentioned it in the uh, your live stream, didn't I? Man City, Tottenham, and Akete was an option going forward. So yeah, I, I reckon I'm going to put Akete in either this week or next week. Okay, because we well, have to do have the double game week next week, so there's someone to consider. Uh, and well, who? So, but White did get taken off at half time the last game. I'm not too sure whether it was injury or because he was on a yellow. But Tommy mm. Arsenal looked pretty good in the cup game, so that's an issue. Yeah, White's um, White's an interesting one. I hope he doesn't start getting rotated because that, that that's going to be a that's going to be a real pain uh, when everybody's fantasy team 66 percent owned in the top 10k. Scott, three three Arsenal players. I've got one in a minute. <laughs> Well, you've got easy transfers then, haven't you? Oh, uh, bringing about six players, I think, in a minute. How <laughs> far's off Gabriel Jesus? I don't know. Because Enketia does that. What I will say about Enketia, sometimes he doesn't score, but he's, he's always sniffing, isn't he? He's always got chances. That's yeah. what I was about last week. His XG's a joke. Oh, you you said to go Enketia, mate. We've heard it a few times now. <laughs> you <laughs> Well done. Listen, I'm the real guru. 25th of Feb. <laughs> 25th of Feb, Jesus is back. All right, cool. Got a few weeks then. Yeah, so I'll probably bring in Nketiah, Um probably for probably for maybe for Harry Kane. Oh, okay. Nah, Callum Wilson. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's been the most annoying player for me to watch over the last few weeks, Callum Wilson. He's proper so, off the boil, isn't he? Hey, he's a proper tease, isn't he? I reckon he could get dropped soon for Isaac. Mm, Isaac. Started, started both of them, didn't he? But yeah, I think maybe Nketiah. And uh, might go down the Zinni Zinichenko route and get him in for Nathan Ake, just because I, I don't really like Man City really at the minute. Yeah, I, I, as if I could have in my ideal world Erdegaard, probably Sakharin and Ketia, I, I would do. But yeah, I, I, I think Zinchenko is a really good shout. 
actually. Uh, I, I looked at bringing him this week in, in this week for Cancelo uh, as, as an option, but then I, I've tied myself up with two Arsenal defenders and right now I definitely want two Arsenal attackers. So I just don't want to triple up on Arsenal plus and two well, plus, defenders. Plus as well, going forward, Arsenal's uh, fixtures after the double game week are quite easy as well. So you can potentially get clean sheets from that. Yeah, they're a fantastic. They're a great run, aren't they? Where am I? There's, there we go. Arsenal. Uh, yeah, great run. Obviously, they've got Everton uh, this week, which is, you know, who knows? Sean Dye should cut. Has he worked his magic yet? Uh, Brent, uh, Brent, Brentford, but then obviously City, but then, yeah, Villa, Leicester, Bournemouth, Fulham, Palace, and Leeds all the way up to game week 30. And then Liverpool's an easy game. So Liverpool. And then West Ham, oh, Southampton. They're basically all the way up until game week 33 when they play City again. They've got a really, really good run. And because they're out of the FA Cup, they're out of the League Cup, these are, these are the fixtures in the game weeks when they're going to happen, basically, uh, up until the potential Southampton game in game week 32. Um, Scott, Everton are the worst run club in the country, according <laughs> to Jamie Carragher. Um, the, the floor is yours. Yeah, it's obviously fuming. Um, it's just the blinkers of these pundits, really. They they see the Premier League and they don't see anything else below that. I think it's disgusting. I'm annoyed Gary Neville. Was he on it was on that show with him? Was he on Monday? I don't, was he, I think no, he was. I think he what he was. No, he was on, yeah. he was on I'm, I'm annoyed he's not him. called him out on that. Being a um, you know, knowing a lot about the lower leagues and writing a whole book about how clubs are ran. Um, you know, you you, you I'm, and I'm glad that you know, social media picked up and said, actually, I think team fans of Scunthorpe and Southend would disagree. Uh, imagine imagine saying the club's horrendously run when your chairman's putting 600 million or something. Don't get me wrong, the recruitment's been horrendous, but he's still pumping money into a club and it's your fault that you're recruiting the wrong players. I think it's an absolute joke. Everton are never going to go out of business. Never, ever, 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 ever. Some football clubs who have horrendous owners like, Thankfully, mine have now got a new owner. But look at Southend. They're weeks away, if not days away, from being a berry and going out of existence. Um, so I think Jamie Carragher, he's really gone down in my estimation when he said that. I think he's so blinkered by the Premier League. Um, I think he needs to yeah, wake up and smell the roses. Um, disgusting comment. I think he's just doing it just to try and, you know, get bites and nibbles and stuff, but horrendous. Um, yeah, not happy. At least, you know, like off the back of it, all come out and clarify that you're talking about the worst done club in the Premier League. Yeah. You know, like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> we, yeah. we, know, we, we know that Sky talk about the Premier League and the Premier League and the Premier League, Premier, Premier, yeah. Premier. That's all they talk about. But like, yeah, quite clarify it because it's just a bit, it's a bit silly, really. But he's too busy talking about how, um, uh, uh, well, criticising everyone's transfers on the transfer window, weren't they? Um, Talking about transfer window, have Chelsea bought you yet, Baz? Good offering. I've got, <laughs> I've got potential. I've got my um, physio on uh, tomorrow. I might uh, have a potential arthritis in my knee. So, uh, well, as long as I didn't bugger up your paperwork, that's yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wasn't going to PSG, was I? So. Oh, my um, God. What un- unbelievable. Cully, your thoughts on the January transfer window? And the players that have been signed, good signings, bad signings. Um, I say, should I even ask you? Because did you sign anyone at Liverpool? Yeah, we signed Gakpo, didn't we? Of course. Um, <laughs> yeah, good, good signing for the future as the United fan. Good signing for the future. There. Yeah, I'm annoyed. I'd like to have had him at our club, but never mind. It's just depressing seeing that all these clubs like throwing fucking money at it, like Chelsea. Like, I can't believe how much they spent. 
Like, how is that allowed? But yeah, it's. They've got what Enzo, who's a great midfielder. I think he's, he's going to be fantastic for them. I know it's a bit pricey, 105 mil British record, but I think he's going to be so good for them. Um, you got other midfielders moving across the, even in Europe, like Unahi for Morocco was eight million or something. Like, he was fantastic in the World Cup. Was he only eight mil? Leeds were after him as well. I, was, I think 10 million, 10 million euros it was. So, um, so I, yeah, my club. Uh, a bit of a mess at the minute. I don't know how they can't find a central midfielder that's that can come in and improve our team. Um, but in terms of the other uh, chances and chances window, I think Brighton have done well to keep Caicedo. I think that's a big one. Um, and yeah, uh, Everton are in massive trouble. I think even I don't think Sean Dash is going to save. It's interesting you said about Caicedo, Caicedo, because like seventy million. I mean, it's, for me, it was just sell, sell, sell. <laughs> like seventy million quid. For midfielders yeah, that have improved. Well, I, I, su- get- I suppose so, yeah. yeah. I don't think they'll get that much money though for him in the summer. I think it was yeah. Arsenal panicking with Thomas Partey had an MRI. He might you know? even get more because Chelsea might come back in for him. They might even get more. That's true. That's true. And to be fair, United need a holding midfielder and we will pay anything for anybody. So. And when we don't get Jude, and we won't get Jude, we'll we'll need a centre midfielder as well. So we'll we'll he's, probably be around. He's gonna end up at Madrid, isn't he? Bellingham probably. Um, probably, yeah. So, yeah, I think they've done the right thing, if I'm honest. Like, and plus, they didn't have much time to get a replacement, did they? So, <laughs> he, um, uh, and with they'll end up abroad anyway with Harry Kane. That's uh, that's what'll end up happening because apparently, right. Daniel Levy won't sell to Man United for any well, money. I thought, I thought Kane's in the Athletic that he's going to sign a new contract. So, or he's uh, well, like I mean, Conte is, he's not going to leave until he's won a trophy. Beyond Zimmer frame soon. Oh, it's a bit yeah, be there well, waiting. Wait. A pinch of salt, that, can't you? But Kane, what is he doing then with his life? Mad, mad. He's definitely not signing a new contract. That's that won't that won't happen. He'll he'd, he'll go to Bayern Munich or Real Madrid or something over that. Um, or he'll do one more season at Spurs. He's already got the record. He's beat Jimmy Greaves now, so he's done what he needs to do there. Cause he ain't going to win any trophies, is he? Uh, Scott, your thoughts on the January transfer window? Good transfers, bad transfers. Yeah, I think there's been still some interesting ones. I think Chelsea, yeah, they just make me feel sick. How they just throw money at it. Um, it's like you just throw all these stars and then try and win it. Enzo Fernandez, I agree, clearly amazing, but it's like a holding midfield player. Like 105 million? Is that what we're paying now for them? I think that's excessive. Um, but it is what it is, not my money. He's on a hundred year contract though, isn't he? So Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah. I mean, it was it, it, let's hope it, let's hope it, for them. Let's hope for them it's not one of these Oh, he's done well at the World Cup. We'll get him in, and he absolutely El had juice it or something. Like, Bogard, yeah, Winston Bogard, yeah. He was <laughs> there. You horrendous. Go. I there's think there's my random shout of the week. <laughs> New group icon, Buzz. <laughs> I think Arsenal have done well. They need to get yeah. a bit of strength in depth. In I think Trossard and Jorginho bargain really what they've picked them up for. Yeah, um, mm. I think I think that's really really good. Um, I think Leeds with Weston McKenney. That'll be an interesting one to see. I think that's a decent one. Uh, decent one as well. Um, you are? <laughs> he's not very good, trust me. He's not good at all. Yeah, but he's a, he's a workhorse, isn't he? He's one of them that yeah, suits, su- suits marches. The USA All-Stars, aren't they? There, so. Yeah, it's a new MLS team, isn't it? I think the one to... Uh, I think your boys, United, did well yesterday with Spitzer. Very slow. Obviously, Ericsson's going to be out, isn't he, for a, yeah. a long, long time. Um Anthony Gordon's on, though, isn't it? Very interested. Um, we're so fickle as football fans. We only look at what's happened in the last three weeks. 
he's been awful. Don't get me wrong for a little bit longer than that. But he was also the next big thing for about six weeks. So actually, let's let's not rule him out. Uh, I don't think forty million for a, a twenty-one-year-old with prospects is bad at all these days. Um, I think we're all too busy thinking about what forty million was six years ago. Neymar transfers effed all that up. Unfortunately, we're living in a different world now. Really interested to see that. It tells me that the planning for Europe as well, um, yeah. and I'm really excited to see how he fits in. Uh, under Eddie Howe, that'd be very exciting. But yeah, I agree with whoever said Everton are done for. If they didn't have Sean Dyche, that would have been a thousand percent relegated. He's the only reason that they might have a little bit of a hope. Did they sign Conor Gallagher? No, no, he didn't want, didn't want oh. to go, obviously. <laughs> oh, no, I think he might still go on loan. They're probably probably sending him on loan. I think they're looking at Andre Ayu as a free transfer. God, I've seen a picture of him, he looked like me. Look, look like right dad bod <laughs> he had a right little dad bod on him I was like bloody hell what's he been living living off over there so, but yeah but my, my take on it um, I think the the relegation candidates have had a, a good one to be honest I think as I said on a previous pod I think West Ham and Everton I, I said they would go down and Ings got injured so no. I'm, I'm still still uh, exactly, I know everyone's shocked by that. Um, so for me, I, I, I think that that's. I think they they're obviously still candidates to go down. I think Bournemouth recruited quite well. Southampton did that. Uh, or not you? Um, yes, bless me. Um, he looked. He looked. Um, he's got some good stats. He scored a few in Belgium, but it's Belgium. Um, Wolves have done really well. I think um, replaced Connor Cody with Dawson. Um, where they shouldn't really got rid of him at the start, like I said uh, one of the previous podcasts. But I think the only problem Wolves have got they didn't get a, a, an out and out centre forward. But they think Cunha is probably going to do that, or Jimenez is going to start coming back. But they've got a few injuries up centre forward. So, but yeah, I think for I think Forrest has done well, and, and like, like what Scott said, I think Leeds has done quite well as well, to be honest. But yeah, that wraps up mine January transfer window. It's mad, isn't it? What do you think? But I, I just wonder what Potter makes of all these people that have been bought in. I just, uh, I just, it's so weird compared to what he's probably used to, and now he's just it, got to deal with all these people. That it reminds me of when I, one room. It reminds <laughs> me when I start a season on Football Manager and I just buy loads of players and buy, get a new team. A bit like what uh, Cooper did at the start of the season. Just well, buy loads of new players. Made twenty nine signings or something now, Forrest. Have they signed, they signed um, Navas? Yeah. So is, so is Henderson... Henderson must be injured for a while then. I think he's only injured for like a week or two. But it must one. be out for longer because why would they spend that much money on his wages? Like, is and it... then they've got Wayne Hennessy. We've got two two goalkeepers on loan. Mm, that's why they got him, mate, because they've got Wayne Hennessy. Oh, that's yeah. why. He's <laughs> <laughs> rocking <laughs> people. <laughs> they must they must need they must, Henderson must be out for longer surely because I don't know why they'd have them two as goalkeepers but anyway that's uh, that's uh, the January transfer stuff so boys we'll do uh, one more activity before we move on to uh, captains and deadlines and fixtures uh, Barrett set us a task to come up with our differential for the rest of the season and we have to pick one player each one player and whoever one player gets the most points towards the end of the season, uh, wins an award of my bogus title. Uh, so, uh, Scott. Oh. 
Barry, you go to you first. <laughs> Have a look through less, less than five percent own spot. Go, go, go. I'm I'm going for Ollie Watkins. Seven point one million, two point four percent owned. Fan, fantastic, fantastic. Pulley, you had a look at this earlier, didn't you? Yeah, I've got about seven picks. I don't know who to pick for. <laughs> Sorry, well, you, you you definitely can't have my title. So uh... I think maybe when he's back, um, I know people will, will pick him pretty much straight away. But Jota, when he's back, because he, I think he, he's a big spark for us. And Mudrick is a gamble, isn't he? But he looks exciting. So maybe Mudrick. And uh, I'm a fan of the Jared Bowen at 2.4% owned. I think he's just coming into form. Uh, I think he will uh, be a good performer for the rest of the season. Uh, Scott, do you need two minutes longer? Less than, less than what percent owner are we doing? Five. Five. So I'm just going to, uh, whilst whilst Scott looks at this and when he chips back in, I just wanted to have um, a quick look at, at uh, your season so far, Cully, uh, before we, uh, we, 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 we wrap up with fixtures. So um, you really lived up to your reputation this year, didn't you? With your wild cards. Uh, game, week, game week two... And then game week eighteen, which was an effect, effective game week two uh, yeah. of the of the new season. Um, what what made you do your wildcard so early this year? Oh, anger. <laughs> <laughs> both times, anger. I started off shockingly first both both weeks, uh, the first weeks of the season after the World Cup as well. So yeah, anger. It was um, impulsive decision, mate. Probably shouldn't have done it, but is what it is. I'm second. I'm doing all right. But well, it cost me later on. After your first wild card, you had ten green arrows in twelve weeks, so it, it 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 worked for you. And then you had five red arrows in a row. Obviously, you've used your wild card, and in the last three weeks, you've gone from five hundred and fourteen k overall to thirty eight, which is a pretty meteoric rise. To be honest, yeah. it's got it's got to be said. It's yeah. it's. Mate, a, I can spot the talent. What can I say? You've done. You've 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 used your wildcard when no one else has. That's what you've done. <laughs> it's meant to go on the ranks really quickly. But it's, it, it, in the pudding, isn't it? it works if you can manage to navigate like we've talked about for the rest of the season. Then I think it's it's something which you can. You know, you have still got your free hit chip. That free hit chip for you now. You have no wildcard left. It becomes big, yeah. so much more valuable to you. It's like picking that week, whether it be. 28, 29, 32. Those are probably the three free hit weeks. One of those weeks is when you're going to use your free hit. Um, and I think because you don't have a wild card left, it's pretty much always going to be 28 or 32 because 29 is like a decent double game week. So you don't need to worry about blank so much. So it's probably 28 or, or 32 for you, I'd have thought. Yeah. Uh, Dan, well done for stubbing top of the league. Five points clear. Sandeep in third. David Byrne, Dimple Hunjan chasing Sandeep down uh, in fifth and uh, there you are in sixth and I love it <laughs> <laughs> he will listen as well uh, uh, Scott any 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 advance on your fixtures before I get to uh, deadline any yeah. fixtures your deferential before I get to fixtures sorry? Anthony Gordon love it yes puts his money where his mouth is excellent I love that well, well the, right. the Gordon that plays for Palace is it he was out on loan don't don't call Judith out like that, Barry. It's not fair. Give her a uh, shout out again. She loves it. Yeah, she wasn't happy about that. Oh, right. Fair play then. No, she wasn't happy about her own. She was annoyed at herself. Oh, right. I thought that she was annoyed with Baz. Uh, was like, well, most people are. Oh, I love that. <laughs> uh, to uh, to finish off, the deadline is Friday, 
this week. Let's bear that in mind very quickly. Alex, who did you pick for yours as well? I've got Jared Bowen. Oh, yeah, Bowen, yeah. Uh, we've got, yeah, Friday deadline, 6.30 for Chelsea Fulham on Friday night on Sky Sports. Then we've got the Saturday fixtures, early kickoffs, Everton Arsenal. So maybe do double up on Arsenal defence. 0 0, 1 0 Arsenal. Um, <laughs> Sean Dyche, first game back, 1 0. Yeah, that is a proper 1 0, isn't it? That one's got. Yeah. That, that's, um, yeah. It's a boring early kickoff, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's not for me, that one. No, that's, uh, I might miss it, to be honest. I might be busy. Uh, so. Villa, Leicester, Brentford, Southampton, Brighton, Bournemouth, United, Palace, Wolves, Liverpool, and then the late kickoff on Saturday's Newcastle at home to West Ham. Then Super Sunday is Forest against Leeds, and then Spurs at home to Manchester City. And then we've got the Wednesday game, uh, which is the 8th of Feb, which is United at Old Trafford at home against Leeds. It's not on TV, is it? No, it's not. It's not on telly. Um, it clashes with the FA Cup replays. Sorry, you're saying I'm going to triple caps on the player and not watch him? Eva game! Oh, oh my god. god! I didn't realize they weren't. I didn't. Do you know what? I genuinely didn't realize they were on telly. <laughs> I thought United Leeds would be on telly. I don't know. We were playing Crystal Palace at a three o'clock kickoff, but they're playing Leeds in a couple of weeks, are they again? Straight away, straight after. Straight away after, yeah. Are they? Literally, what's we with these back-to-back on, games? On I've just Sunday. seen. I've just seen City Spurs. What's going on? Uh, this, that was a good game, though. To be fair, <laughs> Queen passed away, didn't you? So, Spurs will uh, beat him. Second leg, I think. You know what, sir? Spurs will beat him, I think, at their play. What a feeling. It's uh, potentially, you know what Spurs are like. They beat him twice last season, to be fair. Uh, and then that gets on to the uh, the next, which is the next double game week. Um, but after that, game week 23, uh, is the Saturday deadline. Which is Monday good. night football. Carrie can bang on about Everton and how poorly run they are. Yes, uh, we'll uh, see them play in the Merseyside derby. That is going to be a horrific game. 7-0 <laughs> Liverpool. That's going to be worse than Liverpool-Chelsea, that game. So, yeah, don't tune in. Uh, finish off with boys. Captain, Rashford, Baz. Mm-hmm. Triple captain, Rashford. Triple captain, Rashford. Cully. Oh, I'm about... Now you've convinced me to go to about 70% triple captain, Rashford. I'm not, I'm not 100% on it yet, though. If he's fit, 100% triple captain, Rashford for me... Uh, obviously, after tonight's game against Forest, as long as we don't bottle it. And Scott, are you are you on the TC? Or are you not at the end of this podcast? We've had an hour. Are you in? Yeah, I don't like to be left out, so probably. <laughs> <laughs> Scott with FOMO once again. Well, thank you very much, everyone, for listening to this very special episode uh, with four of us on here. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today, Cully, and taking your time out of your busy schedule, kicking footballs at goals. Um, thank you so much for <laughs> for joining us. Um, don't forget to like the video and subscribe to wherever you get your podcasts or videos from and to follow us on our social media platforms on for pod on for p on tiktok uh twitter and instagram thanks very much boys thanks for joining us everybody and uh, we'll see you again next week bye for now